guest with us. Obviously, I'm the dude of a Smith. You're wearing the shirt. I am wearing the shirt. <laughs> uh, I'm Dino. And? Elijah. Elijah the prophet. I like that. That works. I love that. <laughs> the dude, the prophet, and Dino. <laughs> The dude, the prophet, and the dinosaur, right? So we had <laughs> in the beginning, there was the dude, the prophet, and the dinosaur. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. The Flintstones had a velociraptor in their house. Mm-hmm. Was Dino a velociraptor? I thought it was like a small, like, brontosaurus. Or like a baby brontosaurus that never grew up. <laughs> yeah. He was primarily bipedal, so. Yeah. Was he, really? I don't know. Is like this? I didn't, I... He was like the meerkat of dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. Meerkat. <laughs> He'd just kind of stand up on his back two legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I think normally we would start off with news, but I've got to be honest, there's really not like any great news going on right now. I think D. Snyder apologized to guys from Kiss about some sort of dumb bullshit. I don't even know. And wow, D. Y- I think YMT is doing some sort of reunion tour. This is just... the third time we've talked about YMT every single time. There's a reason why. Because <laughs> YMT is the tits. What are they doing now? Um, I think that they're just kind of cashing in on people who still know who they are seeing them live. But yeah. So I like they say they're, cashing they're, in. Like, well, like, like <laughs> oh, it's the cash cow, man. Actually, what's funny is um, a friend of mine, I guess, posted a picture on Facebook like three or four days ago of mm-hmm. him like hanging out with the singer from YMT <laughs> at a bar. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, good for you. Mm-hmm. So, hold on though. With a, with a newcomer, yeah, sure. you, you must introduce yourself with an album, sir. Um, what? Uh, the one that um, you asked me to recommend? Or the, the one uh, that is important to you is an introduction to listeners as of who you are in this world of metal. <sighs> uh, there's so many to choose from, but if I had to choose one, it would probably be uh, Pantera's Great Southern Trend Kill. Um, it wasn't really my first metal album. My first was Master of Puppets, which is a good solid metal album yeah. on its own right. Um, but I don't know. For me, it it really spoke to me as an adolescent, and um, I di- I didn't have a really bad you know childhood or anything. But you know, just the teen angst and everything, and just having you know, not just the. Uh, wailing hopelessness that you know is kind of kind of permeates that album but also this you know underlying nice uh, middle finger to the world of a you know fuck you I'll still do this so um you know just the perseverance that I hear in it in it nice word perseverance, perseverance. yes, yes. <laughs> uh, it, it, it runs through pretty much all of their albums um mm-hmm. yeah and uh goodness so many great things and it's not it's got a lot of um, metal elements, especially for that time period, um, and but they really, you know, they they kind of reinvented metal and made it their own, you know, and you can hear it in in the styles and likes of like Dimebag Daryl. There's a little bit of that's well, not really little. There's a lot of that, you know, kind of southern guitar playing uh, in there and. Um, just their, you know, overall choices were, you know, some were traditional and others were just, you know, really out there, but it worked. It worked in this odd sense. And, you know, I think that kind of 
that's something that I identify with. You know, not really traditional. Um, well, traditional and not traditional in the same sense. That's a that's a really wonderful album. Mm. I like that you said it, it's like a big fuck you, and I feel like that's what Pantera is in general, mm. just like a big fuck you to just everything. Yes, yes. Yeah. I was listening to Vulgar Display of Power earlier this week, actually. I was listening to Pantera earlier this week, too. <laughs> so, yeah, wonderful, one, really, really wonderful choice. You know what's Thank weird you. about that, that album is mm-hmm. you would never think it, but it actually reached number one on the Billboard charts. I keep forgetting that. Every, every time I bring this up as my favorite album, somebody brings it up, and I'm always just completely shocked because that's the last thing you think of, like, mid-90s music. Yeah, it makes no sense at all. You'd think mm-hmm. it'd be, like, the Spice Girls or something, but no, it's Vulgar Display of Power. Was the, was yes. the number one Billboard chart for its release. That is, that is just wonderful. Absolutely yeah. wonderful. And, again, I've, I've heard it before, but every single time it just surprises me. Warms my heart. Gives yes. Me, gives me hope. Yes. Give him hope. Mm. <laughs> we put a little flag out there to give him hope. <laughs> Rest in peace, Robin. Um, okay, so should we move on to the next? The albums? Yeah, the albums. Sure. All right, so who wants to go first? Um, I Maybe I should because... Yeah. So I was reviewing Dismembered Blood Mantra, which was... Dismembered? Sorry. No, that's another death metal band that's also really amazing, but... Did I... Yeah, it's Dismembered, right? No, it's Decapitated, my friend. Uh, why did I put it in my... So there's... It's Dismembered, Decapitated, and Dissection. Yeah. <laughs> I always... <laughs> okay. That's a hell of a trio of bands to listen to, by the way. I know. And they're all different. And this is my first decapitated. <laughs> so Blood Mantra, which is their sixth release. And um, overall, I, I think there was an, an initial feeling of when I listened to this album. And I, I didn't really like it. I didn't really get it. It was kind of like almost formulaic to me. And... As I think with everything, with more more listens, I just get used to it and kind of understand the subtleties of the album. Um, so I guess let me go through track by track. Um, Exiled in Flesh, I think, is a has a great intro, um, but it also kind of shows that the guitar player Bog is very prominent in this album and I feel like the only thing that really makes this album interesting um and I feel like that first song is awesome up until the singer comes in he's not my favorite vocalist by any means but the thing is he reminds me of Phil Anselmo that's why how how so it's Um, um, the aggression part of it okay it's just like there's a there's an essence there that's like oh that's yeah i've heard that before Mm -hmm. and and i i felt like i was getting little bits of pantera coming through too Hmm. and parts of it just like very very subtle but Mm, like early glam cfh ish (laughs) in selma or you know just i don't care anymore 
just listen to me talk in the mic for every little way. I I mean <laughs> honestly like Pantera era, um, and uh, the the song Instinct um, specifically mm -hmm. because there's a part that goes they he goes fuck. Yeah. And I think it's fuck for money. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's Phil right there. Like, that's... And I, I, that song is the biggest Pantera. Um, I'll agree with you on that, actually. And that part caught me off guard when I was listening to it. Yeah. It like, I had to check. I'm like, wait, is this vocalist? Wait, no, no, not. Um, and so I, Rasta is the singer for, for this album. Uh, instead of the original, I think the first four albums were Sauron. Yeah, I think you would like the original singer. I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I went back to some of the earlier albums, and and uh, I mean, I think all those albums outshine this one. Um, and I I kept on reading the description of technical death metal, and I really couldn't find that in this album too much. I feel like my, my definition of technical death metal is a little bit different. I feel like the guitar parts can be technical at times, but as a whole band, it doesn't feel technical. Like the compositions themselves aren't mm -hmm. super technical. Um, I think the first two albums were pretty technical. Yeah, they did. Yeah, like I think in the beginning it was, but this album in particular, I don't get the, the technical death metal aspect of it. I think I can concur with that with that uh, view. I was I was reading it as like some other people's reviews, and someone said mentioned grindcore aspects of it, and I'm like I I can kind of see that too, um, which isn't my favorite genre of metal. Um, yeah, and, and the second song, uh, the blasphemous song to the dummy god, I think that's what it's, yeah. Um, there's a big chunk of that song where it, it's just like the, the guitars just like leave a big hole and then the singer fills it. And I'm just like, no, I don't, I don't like this. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I don't think he, he's very strong. I don't know how they executed it, but that just sounds bad. That sounds like a really bad idea. Yeah. When, well, you know what it is, is I think that they're hearkening back to, there's a song off of an older album. I th mm. think the song was called Day 69. <laughs> um, and that song is fucking awesome, but there's this riff where they just like dive bomb like mm. the guitar and then cut it out and the guy's still singing and there's double bass rolling throughout the whole thing. And it sounds badass. Yeah, it's kind of a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I actually know which song you're talking about. And when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, it sounds like they're trying to do the same thing that they did like four albums mm -hmm. ago. Yeah. You know? So and I also didn't think it was that impressive. Because um, the first time they did it, it was kind of cool and interesting. And this time it felt like a rehash of something that they already did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I think the next two songs, Veins and Blood Mantra... I think they're some of my favorite songs. They they seem the least formulaic and the most mature and have the most dynamics to them that are interesting. Um, just well composed. Uh, there's two songs, A Nest and Blindness, which they have 
gallop parts in them that I feel like continue on for too long. And I'm just like, okay, I get it. Like, let's let's move to the next riff. Um, in particular, Blindness. I was just like, you don't need this song in here. Um, <laughs> same with, like, and the, the ending song, Red Sun, is just, it's supposed to be like an outro, I feel, but to me it almost feels more like an intro to an album. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a little bit misplaced. It's maybe. kind of supposed to be like atmospheric and... Maybe it's like that Dream Theater album where like the end of the album is the exact same note as the beginning of the album. So if you put it on the <laughs> it just keeps going forever. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe they should have done that. Um, but, and then the, the bonus track, Moth Defect, is I feel like... Blindness and Red Sun should have been taken out and then just ended with Moth Defect. I don't know why it's a bonus song. It's probably it's probably. actually one of my favorite songs of theirs. I don't understand. This album it should have been just better placed in the album. I maybe I don't know. I I'm I'm really struggling. I was I was listening to this before I came over, and I'm like, why is this a bonus track? It feels like it's well-rounded like again dynamics feels very mature i like it a lot and it's not i gotta ask you a personal question so yeah. when we're go, when you um are discussing music do you judge an album on its entirety or do you give special credence to like a particular song per album it depends it depends yeah because for this there's like a couple songs that i like and most of the album is kind of okay mm-hmm. And I feel like you can look at it in both ways, mm-hmm. you know, like song by song or as a whole. Okay. So there's a, there's a lot of songs that you liked out of this um, album, but as far as like you know when it was all put together in it, yeah. in, it, in its entirety as an album, they could they could have put a little bit more forethought in it. Yeah, I mean I think last podcast I and I were talking about Bloodbath and how they almost like phoned it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a little bit like that. Like there was mm-hmm. there's some really good ideas in there. And then other parts of the songs are not as well composed. And is, is this a, a new album with this new singer, or have they done a couple albums? This is the second album. Second album. With this new singer. He's mm-hmm. so different from the original singer, too, and I feel like that's a really purposeful decision on their part. It feels to me like they're trying to get more people interested in them, and this is a much more accessible singer as far as like an American metal market goes well um how would you describe the differences between like was it saron saron and rasta the other guy yeah actually i don't know is it rasta yeah that's his like nickname okay yeah Yeah, the the new guy has kind of um i wouldn't call it screamo because he doesn't really go high but it's kind of more like yelling into the microphone Mm -hmm. sort of feel whereas the original guy has like almost like if you listen to like uh, early Florida death metal or like uh, maybe even current Scandinavian death metal mm-hmm. he has a much more guttural sort of like really you can tell he's really like locking it down that kind of classic morbid angel sort of kind of gotcha. sound whereas this guy's like oh mm-hmm. and he's like yelling mm-hmm. so, I'm, think- I'm thinking so Sauron's more like a job for a cowboy Kind of. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. A yeah. Little, little, little bit in there. Yeah, a little bit. And, like and then this guy's got kind of more of like a Phil Anselmo flavor. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't put him in the same class mm-hmm. as Phil. No. Because I feel like 
Not only can Phil do that, but Phil mm. can sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what Cemetery I mean? gigs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Even or if he can like never the, pull it off the, again, the, the fact art, that he did. The art of shredding, yeah. you know, or what have you with, with those guys. Yeah. I, I feel like it all just comes back to Pantera, doesn't it? <laughs> Fun fact, um, Dimebag Daryl played a solo on a King Diamond album, the Voodoo album. I think, a, mm-hmm. I don't want to lie, but I think it was actually around the same time as when they were working on the um, the um, Great Southern Tranquil album. Mm-hmm. It was around that time period. So it just kind of funny these little cross-pollination things that happen. Yeah. It's a little fun fact for people that don't know that. Which you is, know what song? It's on the title track, Voodoo, oh, which is funny that. because that song is not good. And, and then there's just <laughs> Dimebag Daryl soloing. It's, you know what's weird is how much I love King Diamond and how much on this podcast I just drag his fucking name through the mud oh, yeah. and I can't figure out why that's happening. I hope that if he listens to this, he'll let me play some of his music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without paying on, on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. This guy's great, but let me tell you about the awful shit he's done. Yeah, I know. I I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's he's amazing. I saw him live. He's perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what to say. I I think he had a slump in the middle of his career. His last two albums have been really solid, though. Okay, I'm sorry. We're we're not talking about King Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> love affair. Yeah. Continues. Yeah. It's we we love what we hate, right? Sort of. It's a thin line. Familiarity breeds content. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Oh, uh, rating it. Yeah. One to six, my friend. I know. It's, um... That may be middle of the road. Three out of six. And even even high, it was a three out of six. And I'll get back to that later with some other albums, because I found out a little bit about... That anyway, um, and background, I have I might have been a little higher, like a three and a half, just because those interesting parts kind of pop out when you're listening to it in the background. Okay, yeah. All right. So, do you want to go next, or you want to go last? Um, I'll go next. Um, I'd have to say, in a lot of ways, um, uh, the band I was listening to, uh, was it, um. It's a uh, damnation to face. The album is the infernal infernal tremor. Um, um, I'd have to say that uh, there was nothing that really like stood out to be like. Nothing stood out as like incredible or super fantastic, but they were. It was consistent all the way through. Nobody really outshined anybody. Everybody kind of... I don't know if they were playing to the lowest player's ability, but, you know, everybody was consistent through. Uh, good lockstep rhythms. Um, one, I didn't do too much reading on, the, on uh, uh, these guys other than I believe this is their sophomore effort, and um, uh, they're from somewhere out in uh, Europe. But it just like... What Dino was saying with uh, his album wasn't too into it in the first listen, but when I read back, uh, read about it, they're uh, very influenced by H.P. Lovecraft, and once once I read that, it really clicked in my head that these were worlds of tragedy that you would enter into as each track. You know, the intro track was really anthemic, almost orchestral. 
and bring you into this world of, of at first wonder, then confusion, then disorientation and discomfort and damnation, I guess. Um, you know, there was there were a lot of there were a lot of good solid tracks, not a lot of great great tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Would you say that that intro track was kind of an overture for the album, or is just kind of not not really? There wasn't anything that um, that I heard that harkened back to any of the tracks, um, but it just kind of kind of set escape for the. For the mind, almost it was, it was almost kind of like clearing the palate before you went into a wine tasting from from track to track. You know what's funny is um, is I have a I have a very similar take on the album as you. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting is I was I listened to it a couple times and I realized that the the intro track almost felt like an afterthought. Like mm-hmm. when the intro track ends and then track two starts because yeah. I think the guitars come in. I was like, oh, you know what? If that intro track didn't happen, this song would sound exactly like the first track on like a classic death thrash kind of mm-hmm. album the way it starts yeah and it was like huh it's just something that i i noticed or mm-hmm. that i thought about uh that, that's something that would be really subtle on the album that totally lacked subtleties you know everything was pretty much in your face uh you know not really a whole lot new um but you know what what they did they did great at you know, um, the production was uh, pretty spot on. There's probably a couple spots where they could have tightened up uh, the sound of, you know, um, the guitars making them a little beefier. They sounded mm-hmm. a little thin in s- certain spots. But a lot of the tones I heard, heard you know, going to geek out, you know, a little metal zone, you know, kind, kind of flavor in there. Some uh, some uh, fuzz in there that, you know, really fit um, the songs that they were chosen for. Um I'm not sure if they had two guitar players or one, but either way, you know, the rhythm, um, again, just really, really tight, very, very solid playing. Nobody really outshined. Nobody was, you know, pushed to the side or anything like that. Everybody pretty much had even time and even play on the album. You know, it, it kind of bums me out when, you know, one player is, if you're hiring musicians for that spot, that's one thing. But if you're a band, I think everybody should be contributing to a certain degree and everybody should, you know, it's about everything working together. So, you know, I really like this as, um, as an album. I really like the concepts in it or, you know, what I was envisioning as the concepts, you know, as I was listening, um, to each track, uh, and, and each time, you know, it seemed to, um, to call back to the intro track of, you know, you know, uh, uh, like Panacea, you know, it had this nice little, um, little tapping melody at the start and it would just, you know, kind of like, oh, okay, we're, we're, we're settling down now. Okay. Everything's good again. We're safe. We're safe. And then bam, right back in your face again. Um, I really like the chorus to that song. Mm-hmm. That was one that stuck out for me. Uh, yeah. Um, again, the vocalist didn't really, you know, um, Wait, was there two vocalists? Me. Was there? It sounded like there was, but uh, it, I think only one was listed when I when I looked uh, them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it sounded like one guy was sort of. What's weird is it was like two different people in the same time period of death metal, but singing. You know, it felt like um, the first singer for um, 
I know what you're gonna Born say. Tomb. Yes. Yeah. It felt like the, <laughs> the like the original Entomb singer. Every now and then he'd be like, rah, rah, and he'd just like have his awkward yelling. I know. And then there'd be like the like the guttural sort of guy that would come in now and then. Um, and um, I'm glad that I got used to the Entomb guy. I know, right? Otherwise, this would have driven me crazy. Cla- was it clandestine? Uh, clandestine? Was yeah, I think he's. I think he's on that one. Yeah. He, I don't think he's on left-hand path. No, he? I don't think so. No. Yeah, just kind of messed up. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, it's all right. Sorry. Um, you know, doesn't really. The vocals didn't bother me too much because, um, like, one of my favorite bands of all time is Primus, and can't say that. As much as you know, I'd like to pray like you do with King Diamond. As much as I'd like to, you know, praise Les Claypool. There's something about his voice, and it's. <laughs> And you know, over time, can kind of tune them out, and and cert, certain certain goofy lyrics and, and things of that nature, but still one of the best bass players. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. Um, mm. He's amazing. Yes, I saw him live a few years ago, and he blew me away. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, even though the vocals weren't overly impressive, there in like Panacea, you know, it was very anthemic. You know, you can just pretty much like. Yeah, I know. You, you, you want you want to you want to yeah you want to say it you want to say it you know even though the song's not playing right now and even and when the song is playing you just find yourself yelling it and just like yeah. luckily I'm in my car most of the time. so I just wanted to real quick for anybody who doesn't know that Les Claypool used to be in like a thrash metal band called Blind Illusion when he was young when he was a young man mm-hmm. and I believe he studied um, with. Um, Kirk Hammett uh, when he was studying music. So just like the little mm-hmm. snippet of information there. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the little, little, little barrier uh, circle. Yeah. yeah. Just keeps giving and giving. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Do, um, you, do you listen to, or do you follow the lyrics when you pick up new bands? Um, most of the time, no. Okay. You know, I'll be perfectly honest. Uh, not really... Um, I, mean, I don't either. Mm-hmm. I just it's something I never do, and I feel like I should do more. Uh, I, yeah, I would agree. So to do so, just because you know the guy, you know, or somebody puts forth the effort to you know put forth lyrics, and because otherwise, if they didn't put up put in the effort, somebody would notice, and they would just be mocked. Yeah. Endlessly. Um. But as far as you know. Whether you know the lyrics or not, I think just about anybody who enjoys metal would like this album. I mean, it's, it's pretty much, um, if you had to describe uh, metal over the last 10 or so years, this, you know, I, I would probably, I would probably uh, pick Damnation to Face. Um, uh, great guitar sounds, you know, hu- uh, great drums. Drums were, were consistent all the way through. And it didn't seem like it was... Um, anything that would be too difficult to pull off live. So, yeah. so you know, I would expect their live shows to be pretty epic. Yeah, I kind of got the feeling that, that the music was engineered to be played in front of people, like, specifically, not just, mm-hmm. like, let's go make, like, the heaviest, fastest, like, craziest, sweet-picking album we can make, go out and make, but let's go make an album that, like, is, you know, it's nice to listen to, <laughs> and we can go out and just crush it live and have a circle of people fucking shoving each other, you know? I, I, I think... This album does that. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So we have a rating system here from yeah. one to mm-hmm. six. Mm-hmm. Where does this fall? I would give it a. Oh, 
I can't give it a bad grade, but I can't give it a great grade. I would probably settle it somewhere three and a half, maybe 3.75 if you had to really <laughs> press me. Um, uh, I couldn't give it a solid four. Um, yeah. Again, there was nothing that, that um, other than panacea, um, that, that really gripped me, but nothing turned me off about it. There's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of okay, nothing bad. So yeah. 3.75, I'd, I'd have to give it. I think I, could, I think I would agree with that rating. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with all of it, actually. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Solid review yeah. from the prophet. Th this was the thing where, so when I got high and listened to this album, yes. this album kind of bothered me because of the mix. Yeah, because the vocals felt way too in your face and all the guitars felt really back in the mix. And it was just like, it was really distracting and it was like, I can't handle this right now. Except I did. Did you experience that the entire album? Or, I, I did, or just I, certain parts? I just, I kind of skipped a couple tracks and then mm. just, just kind of like, nah, I can't mm. really. Couldn't make it through it. Yeah. I got some camel. <laughs> Serious. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull back. I'm gonna say three and a half because those. Those. Those parts happen occasionally. At least I. I would like to say once every one or two songs where the the mix was was uh, not not as good as it could have been. And yeah, yeah. It, now that you mention it, it did seem like they pulled the uh, vocals forward, uh, thinned out the guitars. I did mention that yeah. you know, in in some parts they kind of thinned out the guitar sound. Probably just to um, to emphasize the vocals, but I don't. I wouldn't understand. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't understand why. What the, what the explanation would be for that? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Three, three and a half. Yeah. Why emphasize the vocals? We aren't. We aren't listening to what you're singing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lyrics. <laughs> the wonderful lyrics. I, I feel like eventually we're gonna get some hate mail. Um, good. Okay. So that's that's how you get more listeners, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if, again, it's a thin line, right? So you'll either listen to us because you hate us or because you love us. You probably, if you're in the middle, you probably won't care. Yeah. Yeah, and then we don't need you. Yeah, then we don't, exactly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, apathy, go away. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> um, so, my album is um, Enslaved, uh, their new album, In Times. Um, which I feel like was basically a gift from Dino last week. It's just, uh, <laughs> just a wonderful present that I can keep opening. Over yeah, you're welcome. Again. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm not going to really go track by track, but I'll go through a, a few tracks. So I'm just going to kind of name my favorites off the top, which is um, track two, Building with Fire, is just so fantastic. I, I love that track instantly. And the, the vocal harmonies on it are what really sold it for me um it felt like classic enslaved but it also felt like so grown up and like adult actually it's it's pretty amazing to to listen to this album and then think about the very first enslaved album mm -hmm. with trim and everybody on it and every it's just so fucking basic and this album is so advanced um so it's just wonderful to hear these guys, like what they've developed into as artists and, and where they're going. Um, but yeah, that song was incredible. Um, just the way that it kicks in, like I said, with the, with the vocal harmonies and everything is, is awesome. Um, 
The other one that I really, really loved was um, Nathir Bleeding. That was another one that, that really did it for me. Um, but the album is super solid. Um, really long songs, which was great. A lot of dynamics. So you get like the kind of guttural sort of um, just straight up classic black metal very high-pitched sort of um, stuff going on. Really good bass work, actually. It was something I kept noticing the bass player just really working it on the album. Um, the drums actually felt pretty straightforward. I didn't really think that there was anything incredible happening there, but um, there are a couple parts on the album where there's some pretty interesting syncopated uh, rhythms that mm -hmm. the drummer had to keep up with. And I remember like listening to it and just kind of thinking, like, you know, this sounds kind of like not the most intricate thing in the world but it actually is pretty difficult to play some of that stuff um but i thought i was i thought that was pretty impressive and i believe that the syncopated stuff was on um Thurzad's dreaming um the very first track was where like most of the syncopated stuff was happening uh so that was it anyways i mean really from start to finish really solid album um there's something about enslaved where I've never been like completely knocked out of a park by an enslaved album. I don't mm -hmm. know what that is. Um, I think that the album from them that did it the most for me was probably the one before this um, that was released back in 2012. It's a Retier, I believe is how you pronounce it. That album for me was was like like probably the best that they've done for me. So this is like a little bit of a step down from that. Uh, and I don't want to like dock them too much on not living up to like the album, the last album that they put out, but I'm going to have to dock them a little bit for it. Yeah. So, um, How unfortunate. It's weird. Yeah. I've, I've read some stuff where people said that this album was, is the same as the previous album. And then you get like a variety of responses. So a lot of it was, Oh, it's the same, but it's definitely I, in the same vein. Yeah, the same vein, but I, I definitely didn't think it was the same. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think I, I think that's a pretty reductionistic view of the album. This is a really good album, though. I listened to it many, many times since you assigned it to me. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was listening to all these albums, I put them all in one playlist and then just shuffle them. Mm -hmm. And the enslaved songs are always the ones that stood out for me. Yeah, and that that was uh like I said that was like a gift. <laughs> like I knew it was gonna be good before I listened to it, you know. Yeah. So it was. I think I had that hope, and I'm, I was just relieved when it was. Yeah, it was. It was substantially, substantially good. So um, I think I'm gonna rate it as a four point five out of six. I like it. I think it's solid. It's not like a five. I wouldn't put it up there yet. You know, it's not like Blackwater Park or something, you know, as yeah. far as, which I realize is kind of fucked up to compare it to a completely different kind of subgenre of metal. But, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's proggy. So yeah. as like a prog metal album goes, I wouldn't like put it in that tier, but uh, it's only 0.5 away. It's very, <laughs> it's like, a, it's like a, it's like a, you know, it's like the little brother. Yeah, I can see that for me. Yeah, it's uh, it's got really, really wonderful production. The songs are really well written. There's dynamics all over the place, syncopated riffs, really grown-up musicianship. 
wonderful vocal harmonies, great hooks. Everything about the album's really solid. Um, you know, I just, I, you know, something about the way that the guitar riffs are written, though, just isn't quite there, you know. But I think that that probably comes with a little bit of the uh, King Crimson influences that these guys have. And the fact that some of that stuff, even though it's phenomenal, isn't like, you know, it's not like what you think of in a traditional sort of metal band with like, you know, a bunch of tapping and sweet picking, things like that. Yeah. Um, I think, but you know, that being said, I wouldn't want them to do it. It's not really yeah. their style. Um, unless it, you know, unless they did do it, in which case it would be their style. But <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, four, I was going to give it a, a 4.5. Okay. Yeah. And I think I obviously haven't listened to it stone, but I think if I was stoned and I listened to this album, it would probably be a five. Yeah, and so this is kind of, I yeah, I would agree because when I was stoned and I listened to it, it's the production is the thing that comes out. I know it's so incredible. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, dude, there's so much stuff tucked away in the back. It, it, so it, much. Encom- it just encompasses you. Yeah. It's like it's a great album to listen to when you're high. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a big warm hug with yes. someone screaming in your face. I love this. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just like Christmas as a boy. I'm gonna go cry now. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, Here, I just want to bring oh, up. So, um, you said they. So I didn't uh, uh, with uh, Damnation to Face. I didn't hear much as far as harmonized vocals. Um, uh, I think in a lot of ways, uh, depending on uh, the band and the dynamics that they're playing. Especially with metal, especially when you start getting to, uh, uh, you know, some some really great playing where you got exceptional musicians and uh, things like that. I don't understand why there isn't more harmonies vocally in metal. You know, there there there's there's harmonies in guitar playing. You know, you've you've got you know um, musicians playing off of each other. And it seems like the vocals are almost a non-entity or a separate entity of itself that requires, you know, special attention. Yeah. And I, I, I just look at it as all instruments and why not make the best, you know, uh, best creation you can? You know, why just stick to, um, you know, one vocal style and if you can implement, you know, um, you know, additional notes, I don't think there's such a thing as too many notes. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, 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 I think it's a, it's a shame that it's not implemented more in metal. I agree. I actually kind of see it. Um, I mean, obviously, I really like um, death metal style, kind of mm-hmm. even black metal style vocals, um, uh, a lot. But I think it actually comes out of like pure laziness, to be perfectly honest, and la- and lack of lack of talent. I think available. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I think a. I think a lot of people aren't interested in singing um, mm-hmm. this style, at least not really around around the U.S. right now. Unless it's going to be like a different, like power metal seems to have a pretty good amount of legitimate singers. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. There's there's like a shortage almost, and you've got a couple. You've got um, you got this guy, you got Michael from Opeth, you got Isan, of course, with mm-hmm. his stuff, and and Emperor a little bit. But, um, and more of people, um, 
but uh, yeah, I've 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 loved yeah. I've been loving uh, what metal's been going through in the last ten or or fifteen years. Uh, you know, um, like my formative years being you know in the nineties, it was you know Pantera was my haven. It was it was one of the few bands that that kept it alive, <laughs> kept it going, especially in the United States. And you know, there's the European scene, but you know back then we didn't. There wasn't so much as the, the, the internet where all this music was proliferated. So it was a lot harder to find. But um, I think with, you know, the current technology, with social media, YouTube, um, all the tutorials, you're seeing a crop up of incredible players. You know, you're, you're seeing um, incredible guitar playing, bass playing, drumming. Um, and some of them are kids a fraction of our age you know just to hop in on the computer uh, and learning me man <laughs> <laughs> I, I get bitter too and you know sometimes i just want to go over and just kick down their drum drum kit and just be like just but yeah just, just bag the drum set <laughs> yeah just be like hey you play this now <laughs> 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 yeah, you, you can't sorry folks you can't see that but you know i kind of like grind it on the chair a little bit <laughs> um uh, grinding on children. Yeah. Favorite pastime notes. Oh. <laughs> as long as they're too ashamed to report you. Yes. <laughs> and damaged. So, um, as a, what do you call that? When you, okay, so I'm just going to, for legal reasons, none of us are endorsing the molestation or anything like rape of children. Uh, of course please don't, not. Please don't do that. Uh, it was all said in jest. Yeah, all, all of it. Mm -hmm. Well, somebody else said this to me at one point in time, and I'm just relaying the story right now. They may or may <laughs> not have been joking. <laughs> they may not have been joking. Okay. When you say the <laughs> harmonizing vocals, is uh, it is it growl vocals too? Or I would like to see somebody try. I would like to see... Well, because there's Tadrin. always, like, the layer. Tadrin, right? Hmm? Tadrin can do it. Well, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, because it's like... I feel like there's albums where they layer, and, mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily harmonizing. Yeah, Yeah, because it's, it's just... It would just be one singer doing the layering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a shame. You know, um, I, I'm not against dual vocalists. I'm not against four guitar players on the stage. I'm not against any of that. Yeah, um... I can see it going horribly bad, but well, I mean, well, didn't, Iron, didn't Iron, Iron Maiden? Yeah, I was gonna say, did <laughs> that for a while. Mm -hmm. Or are still? They probably that? still are. Mm -hmm. I fucking I lost interest after um, Dance of Death. I was like, okay, I'm done. By the way, Bruce Dickinson has is it tongue cancer? No. Or yes, throat cancer. cancer. He's got cancer. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize this. Oh, okay, metal news. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but this this is actually several weeks old. Though. Yeah, yeah. Well, sh shows you how much I keep up with Iron Maiden news. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Hopefully, he gets better. I think he's good. Yeah, he's definitely getting treatment. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't think there's any word on positive, negative, anything like that. It, it the the way they were reporting it, the words that they were using, the phrasing didn't sound good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um. Uh. I believe some uh, one of his friends actually said that he was in a tremendous amount of discomfort. So, but either way, you know, best wishes to Bruce Dickinson, family and friends. Uh, you know, st still, still an icon, still an idol. You know, deserves our respect. 
Definitely. I mean, stuff with Maiden, solid. Stuff he did by himself is solid. So, I mean, except for, like I said, Dance of Death. I hate to kick you when you're down, but that album fucking sucks. <laughs> I actually didn't mind that album too much. I, I think I listened to it enough to, like, break through to the other side. <laughs> I don't know if that exists for me. You're like, I Dude, can't I, be friends with you anymore. No, you know what's funny is I thought that I broke through to the other side, and then I didn't listen to it. Like, I thought I did that in high school. I was like, oh, this is an okay album. And then, like, a year later, I listened to it again, and I was like, nah, I just... I, I, was, I was lying to myself. But I haven't listened to that album in fucking years yeah. so I don't know so I, hold on wait have you listened to Maiden in the past six months I feel oh no wait no oh, fuck that. I listened to Maiden yesterday oh yeah yeah no I don't think I I feel like the last your Maiden... your opinion is a non-plus <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that the last Maiden album that I listened to were the, were the first ones yeah 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 um, before Bruce? Yeah. Wow, he's just really winning on this discussion. I know. <laughs> the last main records I listened to were the ones without him on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. and the last one he did sucks. Like, murder, the last one I heard. murder in the room. Mark. I don't know. It's, just... yeah. it's all good. Yeah, since we pay homage to Bruce Dickinson, let's go ahead and go over other people's accomplishments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for 7 Son of a 7 Son, Bruce. I just have to. <laughs> yeah. Let's just... Let's just put that oh. out there, that fucking album, everything. The is... song Infinite Dreams. Yes, I can't deny that. It makes me moist. <laughs> Infinity's hard to comprehend, Bruce. Okay. Okie dokies. Um, yes, so uh, I'm going to announce a bit of news, but this news is actually about ourselves. So if you would like to write in to the podcast and correct us on maybe a bit of information or ask us to listen to an album that you're excited about or uh, tell us that we're doing a great job or call us a bunch of dicks and or send us a picture of your dick or uh, tell us to suck a bag of dicks please explain how many dicks and what kind of bag and arrangement <laughs> and coloration because those things are important they are important if you're going to tell us to suck a bag of dicks at least have the courtesy to be descriptive um, Thank you in advance. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so the email address is metalnewsreviews at gmail.com. Once again, that's metalnewsreviews at gmail.com. So feel free to write us in. I think you always need to say it three times, by the way. You want to say it the third time? <laughs> metalnewsreviews at gmail.com. Fantastic. And that's the... There we go. Yeah, that's the first time I, I think you've ever even heard of that, right? It's right now? Yeah, I think. Well, no, you told me about it. Oh. I didn't know the name of the... Anyways, that's how easy it is to remember. So if you want to write yeah. us, you can go ahead and you can write us. Um, that being said, there will also be a donations area on the page set, it, uh, set up shortly. So do us a favor and donate money if you like listening to us, maybe. Or not. I mean, up to you. I'm not going to pressure you or anything by having you suck a bag of dicks. But, uh, yeah, money would be nice because I'm a poor college student. Because <laughs> who doesn't like money? Yes, because who doesn't like money? All right, then, everybody. Well, this has been Bubba Smith. And Dino. The Prophet. Thank you for listening. <laughs>